0: And what makes T-Mobile also a great customer is that they're in the business of solving consumer pain points like us. And they don't just stop with telecom, but they want to serve and solve pain points around the whole mobile experience. And one of that is, one version of that is mobile banking.
1: Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. It's not just challenger banks popping up to vie for consumer and business bank accounts. With consumer demand and new empowering technology, it feels like everyone is getting into financial services from grocery chains to telecom companies. After piloting for half a year last month, T-Mobile announced a new no-fee, interest-earning mobile-first checking account. Behind that white label offering is Bank Mobile, a division of Customers Bank. Bank Mobile's co-founder, president, and chief strategy officer, Laveline Sidhu, joins me on the podcast today to talk about why everyone wants to get into banking. We talk about Bank Mobile's own business, its partnerships with colleges, and how they service students through various life cycles. Laveline Sidhu is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast.
0: My name is Laveline Sidhu, and I am the co-founder, president, and chief strategy officer at Bank Mobile.
1: So for the people who may not be familiar with with Bank Mobile, can you give a, a sort of an elevator pitch on, on the company?
0: Sure. Yeah. So Bank Mobile started about four and a half years ago. And we're a completely digital mobile first bank. Um, and we really started with the philosophy that and understanding that. The macro trends in terms of consumer needs and behaviors were really shifting, and that banks have been really slow to adapt to these changes. And so we were seeing, for example, you know, consumers interacting with their bank 20 to 30 times a month on their mobile device, but only walking into a bank branch one time a year. You know, we're also seeing sort of the financial landscape that exists today, where a third of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, almost 50% of Americans don't have enough to pay for a $400 emergency, if that ever happens. And we saw that these same Americans that are struggling are being charged $34 billion a year in just overdraft fees. And so it was very obvious to us that from a channel perspective and user experience perspective, that um, consumer needs and behaviors, you know, those needs and behaviors weren't being met. And then also from the affordability standpoint, you know, they were looking for an alternative banking sort of solution. And then we also felt that, you know, on the business front, you know, bank branches on average are opening 52 net checking accounts per branch annually. And we thought that also on the business model front, we could move from a branch based acquisition model into a new acquisition model where we could generate, you know, much higher volume of customer acquisition and much lower cost using technology. So that's really the thesis that we were working around. And today we're among uh the largest and fastest growing digital banks in the country, uh, with about two million customers banking with us
1: and So can we talk about those channels like I mean I know there's the the college partnerships. Can we talk about sort of how you went to market in in that channel specifically?
0: Sure, so we've always felt that it's important to have a really good product that addresses what consumers are looking for for banking from their banking partner. Um, But I think it's just as important, if not more important, to have an acquisition strategy uh, to be able to reach customers and to be able to share this product with them. And so we've done a direct-to-consumer strategy um, historically, but we've also shifted to a B2B2C strategy where we could partner with institutions, with companies, um, with membership-driven organizations, with employers, whoever that have a captive audience already and that they wanna build stickier relationships with these customers, um, be able to solve more pain points for these customers. And we found that financial services is one aspect um, for these different institutions uh, to be able to do that. And so our our b 2 b to c strategy started with the higher education market, where today we have relationships with over 800 campuses across the country. And again, we've, we're in the business of solving pain points. We solve a pain point for the school to transfer payments between themselves and the students. And in return, you know, these students choose do they want to receive these payments from the school by ACHing to an existing bank account or opening a bank mobile account. So through these 800 campus relationships that we have, one in every three college-bound students gets introduced to bank mobile and has the option to open a bank account with us. So that's an example of how we're using partners. Yep. So,
1: so it also sounds like by targeting students, um, you know, you, you solve that specific pain point with disbursements. They say they open a bank mobile account at that point. What happens when they graduate? Is there a life cycle strategy as well?
0: No, it's 100 percent a life cycle strategy. So we always say customers for life is our motto. And and so we start off at a very critical stage in in people's lives where they may not have a bank account. Um, Even if they did have one coming in, it's usually what their parents set up for them, and they haven't really created financial independence for themselves. So there's really an opportunity for a bank partner to come in and really create that relationship fresh um, while they're still young and help them in their process of growing with them. So we started with a basic checking account. Um, We also added on a savings account, and we're seeing a lot of engagement between you know, those that are active in our checking account, wanting to open this high yield savings account as well. And then as they graduate, a lot of them are thin credit file individuals, or they, you know, they made a mistake in the past, et cetera, where they're still sort of dealing with that ramifications of that. And we want to be a partner for them to help them build credit again, to educate them on credit so that they can really move to their next life stage, really hit their next goal. And so today we do that by offering them personal loans as well once they graduate um, and then also credit cards, which we launched in January. And then we're moving into student refinancing as well over the next month or two.
1: And, and do you, do you also implement a partnership strategy as, as people move through the life cycles with you guys? Or is that more just like it's, a similar acquisition sort of focus?
0: No, we do it through partnerships as well. So today our, personal loans and our credit cards uh, through a partnership with Upstart. So we really don't believe in having to reinvent the wheel. We like to move quickly, like to move nimbly and like to use an ecosystem of fintech partners that can help us achieve those goals and meet our customers' demands um, and and needs. And so um, those are, that's the partner we're using for those credit products. And then for student refinance, we're going to be using LendKey. Interesting. and how
1: do you prioritize? I guess from a from a product development point of view, um, what products and services you're going to roll out?
0: I think it's but really I, about understand.
1: Sorry, hello? I guess the question is like, do you focus continue to focus on existing customers and rolling out sort of in, you know ancillary products? Or you are do you guys think about continuing to acquire different types of customers along the way, or both?
0: Yeah, I think that um, we're always the one beauty about banking is that anyone can be your customer. Any anyone. Needs a bank, um, and and I think that that's really one of the beautiful things about banking. So we're always looking to expanding um, our horizon in terms of who we think could be eligible or a good sort of bank customer with us. Um, and and I think that in terms of your product question, you know, we really do look at our customer base and we talk to our customers. We study the sort of calls that come into customer service as well. We take surveys to understand their sort of financial needs, but also their psychographic sort of analysis about what, what are their interests, where are they spending their time, what are their goals overall, et cetera. And that sort of data helps us better understand what are the products and services that would be most helpful to offer our customer base and helps inform sort of the direction that we want to go in terms of product development.
1: So because you're starting with, with um, credit thin files or college students who don't necessarily have a lot of financial experience, how how do you service them? I know, you know, you have the website, you have the app, but like they have questions about, you know, how, how to, what, what some of these products, how they work, how do you, and, mm-hmm. and how you, how do you can continue to communicate with them on an ongoing basis so that you can move them through that life cycle?
0: Yeah, we spend a lot on sort of financial education as well. So we have, Um, we, when we're selling, or I wouldn't say like, when we're introducing a product to them, we do it in terms of not just telling them about the product, but really the need that it's likely to address. Um, So when we're talking about credit cards, we really help them understand, you know, what are the certain goals that they might be trying to achieve, and how this product would be sort of the means to, to really achieving that. So it's less about bluntly selling and more about what is the need that's addressed through this product? So I think that's our marketing um, you know strategy you could say um, to make sure that it's very authentic with our vision and mission as well, because we want to do good. We want to help our customers. And I think that's how you create an emotional connection and create longevity with the relationship as well. Um, but in a digital sort of way, there's a few touch points, you know whether that's email, whether that's you know blogs, whether that's push notifications, whether that's when they log into online or mobile, um, portal, you know, it's flash screens, etc. Uh, we try to use as many touch points as possible to reach them, you know, where they're likely to, to see our messages.
1: Do you guys employ a call, any call centers or is it all th- through digital channels?
0: You no, know, we have a call center. Yep.
1: Okay. Curious. Um, I guess in the remaining time we have, um, I know you, there's some sensitivity about talking about the specific deal, but you guys just had an announcement that you guys did, uh, A deal with Um, Mm T-Mobile. Can you you give us, I guess, high-level details of what that is? And and I think I'd like to hear more about, and we're seeing this from Terra perspective, all kinds of non-financial companies getting into sort of core banking services, um, how you look to partner with them as Bank Mobile.
0: Sure. Yeah, so T-Mobile is an awesome partner for us. I couldn't see someone that's more aligned you know, I love their vision and business model of being the on-carrier, right, and really looking at the telecom industry, understanding what's broken, and working to fix it, and that's really their philosophy, and that's always been our philosophy in banking as well, and why we came into existence to really fix the current infrastructure that's not serving customers, and so I think our partnership and our vision and mission and model is so incredibly aligned, Um, and what makes T-Mobile also a great customer is that, they're in the business of solving consumer pain points like us. And they don't just stop with telecom, but they want to serve and solve pain points around the whole mobile experience. And one of that is one version of that is mobile banking. And so we come in and, and really help them roll out this product that really addresses consumer needs. And, and what, are, what are their biggest areas of frustration? And to me, you know, it's, it's not even the big picture, most innovative, you know, product that we have to think of, but it's simple things like being, being able to onboard and open an account in four or five clicks, hmm. being able to get paid um, on your money, you know, checking accounts in this country on average, you know, don't pay more than, you know, eight basis points. Um, and we found a way through this partnership to be able to offer, you know, 50 times more than that. Um, and, and then another pain point is, you know, not being feed. And this is a completely fee-free account and being able to offer that to our, you know, our customers jointly. And then another thing is access to your money. People want to be able to access their money, and it's such an old model of these large banks where they have their own ATMs that they own. And we're looking at this new model of Airbnb, Uber, et cetera, that is, is really about an economy where you don't need to own anymore but can really provide people access without ownership. And that's what we do through our ATMs, and we have 55,000 ATMs that we're offering Consumers. So between paying them interest, not charging them fees, giving them access to overdrafts it's up to $50 um, each calendar month, if they so choose, um, and giving them access to ATMs, it sounds so simple, but our partnership really addresses some of the biggest pain points that people still challenge with with banks. And so we're really looking forward to seeing how, you know, how we're able to build this partnership over time, but we're really excited about where we are today.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense, and and I guess from your perspective, I mean, I know you're talking to a lot of potential partners. What, what's driving um, beyond telecom throughout different industries, grocery stores, whatever, the interest in getting into financial services?
0: I think it's really about you know how you continue to create engaged, sticky, loyal relationships with your customers, and I think that you know, the the more that you can address whatever their pain points that are frustrating them, the more of an emotional connection uh, you will have with customers. And and you've seen, you know, Apple markets, you know, why did they get into this? There, there is definitely a transaction relationship with customers um, that they can take advantage of and, and build upon. Uh, but it's also providing a better way for people to get rewarded and financial management through this credit card. And so, I think financial services is just one more outlet for consumer focused centric companies that want to address their customers' needs and create more touch points and more emotional connection. And I think we're just seeing the beginning of this happening.
1: And I guess, you know, we're close enough to the middle of the year where I can ask you this question, like what what are your personal priorities for Bank Mobile looking at the, you know, second half of 2019? Uh, what's on your agenda and, and sort of your big audacious goals?
0: Yeah, I think for us, um we want to we want to continue building as bank as a service platform. And you know, T-Mobile, we're so proud of that partnership, and we think it's so aligned with us. And couldn't have picked a better partner to launch, um, you know, this this business with. Uh, but we're looking at other white label partners, um, others that really buy into this mission and vision of serving their customers in a more customer centric way. And and viewing financial services as, as one way to continue to do that. And so my goal would be to, you know, create another white label partnership um, by the end of the year. And I think two is continuing to understand and engage with our customer base as it continues to grow and, and understand what is the next thing that they're looking for? What is the next point of frustration and how do we address that?
1: That's great. We'll definitely keep uh, keep close, uh, tabs on what you guys are doing. Levine, thank you so much for joining us on Tearsheet Podcast today.
0: Thanks, Zach.